teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Psalm 40, verse 3, we have a theme for the year. Let me read from verse 1. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of the horrible pit, or of a horrible pit, out of the merry clay, and set my feet up on a rock and established my steps and has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. So I don't want you to lose track of that. Waking up in the morning, remember, this is the God that says from the guttermost to the uttermost. There's nothing he cannot save from. And it's a reminder of the fact that he has rescued me out of the horrible pit, out of a horrible pit. The horrible pit being, the, being where humanity found himself, seen, and now we are now sons of the kingdom. Translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And then a horrible pity says that no matter the trap on my way, as I go about my daily walk, or as I walk through this life, he's always saving me. Pulling my feet from the miry clay, always sitting on the solid ground to stand. You will never be confounded in Jesus' name. Never. Never. And then not just sitting on the solid ground, established and establishing my going. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. As if that's not good enough. He's put a song in my mouth. Put springs in my steps. Put songs in my mouth. As if that's not good enough. He said, ha. The Gentiles will see it. So it's not a matter of show off. They have no choice than to see it. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. And it will cause them to put their trust in God. So your life becomes a life of continuous praises. So you wake up in the morning and say, he has saved me from the horrible pit. Pull my, pull my feet from the mighty clay. Set them on the solid ground to stand. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And then they establish my going. Put a new song in my mouth. The high praises of my God. Hallelujah. And the world, we see it, and they'll be convicted to put their trust in God. Your life will bring many into the kingdom in Jesus' name. Now, with that in mind, turn to that scripture for the month, First Samuel chapter 13. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord. Saying, shall I pursue? I like that. Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? 
And he answered him, Pursue, hallelujah. For you shall surely overtake them. And without fear, recover all. Glory be to God in the highest. Help me to your neighbor. Say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I prophesy to you today. Pursue. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. I say it again. Look at another person. Say, I prophesy. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you have lost or taken away from you is not the time to sit back wallowing in self-pity and sulking. I say, get up. Pursue! In Jesus' name. That's it. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus. So what we're saying in fact is that don't you ever give up. No matter how horrible it is looking, no matter how far gone, don't you ever give up. As a matter of fact, if there are areas of your lives where you have already given up, I think it's time to go back. The topic of my message today is total recovery. In the name of Jesus. So let me take it from verse 1. Now it happened. Life always happens. Good. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captives the women and those who were there from small to great. They took both small and great captive. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. That was an act of God. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was born with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices, natural impulse. They lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinom the Jezreelite and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. He's God. Okay. Then David said to Abiathar, the priests, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I 
overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fear recover all. Help me turn to someone again and say, You are going to recover all. In the name of Jesus, you are in line to recover all. In the name of Jesus, I say you will recover all. In the name of Jesus. Because we are, we are not just discovering that it's possible. That's life. That actually defines the life that God has created on earth. It's a life of recovery. Amazingly, you say, but man lost it. Well, yes, man did. But please, not that I'm thinking too much. God forgive me if he says sin. But God, in his omnipotence, in his omniscience, could have prevented man from falling. But that he didn't, I don't know why. But I know God in his wisdom. He didn't cost it. He didn't cost it rather. No, no, no. He didn't cost man to fall. Man chose to fall. You see why? Because God will never control the will of man. A lot of times we begin to wonder how are we in his image and his likeness. Maybe in the physical form, probably. But much more, no, no, no. God does what he wants to do. And that's why when you force men to do things against their will, that's real bondage. That's why he's created us free moral agents. When God wants to bless you with the best for your life, he will so work it out and present it to you. Choose. You have a choice in the matter. God will never force the will of man. True. If God is in the business of forcing wills, he wouldn't have allowed, who is the devil to try and create problem in heaven? He would, in fact, he would just blast him up, best of his nose. But the guy, the guy got so much into himself and got bigger than himself and thought he could even know. He thought he could overthrow God. But God would not allow him to mess up that much. But he was exercising his will. And that's why the Bible said that until iniquity was found in him. So in all his creation, and much more so with man, much more than angels, because angels are created for the purpose of serving messengers, man were created to represent God. So he's given us a big latitude when it comes to choices. Somebody here with me. So what am I saying? In the garden, man fell. But God that created the system put man in control of this earth. You know what Yakefo said? He said, when that inordinately ambitious Lucifer messed up and was scattering everywhere, the Bible said, God, God didn't fight him. The angels rose up, so God threw him out through the angels. They defeated him and kicked him out of it. He fell. 
from heaven. And guess what the Bible says? He said, woe to you inhabitants of the earth. For the devil has fallen down, for Satan has fallen down with all his rot. <laughs> he's coming with everything wicked that, now he's really, he was fuming because he had lost and there was nothing he could do. For theologians, we say that if you look at Genesis 1, saying in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and that gives a picture of a perfect situation. Then between 1 and 2, there was a cataclysm. And they use the Hebrew word to home, you know. Everything is scattered, darkness, I mean, disorder, name it. That between that time, what happened? That was when the devil fell to the earth and everything scattered. That's, I have to tell you how serious it is. Now, having said that, the God that created said, man, have dominion. You know what Jacopo said? He said, you created the, the earth, created the earth, and put man in charge. Then you kick this devil to the earth. Say, so God created war. Straight away. It's war. But the good thing about it is that he created a good war. You see, what do you mean? You think he will allow the devil with his rod to come and subvert what he's doing on earth? Of course not. When he had spoke, God has spoken. Is somebody with me? And so we are beginning to understand if you're not ready to fight, you're not ready to leave. That's why it's always a good fight of faith. It's a good war. Praise God. I say praise the Lord. Amen. I think that's a good preamble, good picture, so we can just run within this. Glory be to God in the highest. Tell your devil, say in the name of Jesus, you are on a journey to total recovery. Say, I say it in the name of Jesus. Say it again in the name of Jesus. I declare and I decree. I declare to you, I decree concerning your situation, you are on your journey to total recovery. Hallelujah. Pastor, why are you talking that way? Because that's the way it works. You can know it from A to Z. If you don't say it and declare it, it will take a while before it manifests. The more out of your conviction you are speaking, the more you get results. Oh, I feel the fire. I feel them in both biceps. True. It's the simplicity of the word that brings about the greatest result of a human life. The word of God, that is. So, the Bible says, now it happened. Life happens. Life will always happen. That's why it's called life. Yeah. But when David and his men came to Ziglag, quickly the story of Ziglag, you know what happens? They had crossed over to the enemy territory because he was running for life. Glory be to God in the highest. Can you imagine the anointed of the Lord? Not just anointed of the Lord, not just a covenant child of God, the anointed king of the people running at skelter. Ah. Not only anointed, not only covenant child, anointed to head the running at skelter. Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine him running? So before you think your situation is horrible, even if you think it's okay, after all, he saves you from the horrible pit. So no matter how horrible your pit, I say total recovery in the name of Jesus. Total recovery. Before you say mine is horrible, I hear you. But that's not the way to go. Learn to focus on him more than your problem. But no matter how horrible your situation may be, as he saves from the horrible pit. So yours is total recovery. In the name of Jesus. Now, so he had crossed to that territory to keep alive. And he had had to prove his loyalty and faithfulness to the king. Actually, Though he was living some kind of false life there, as it were, if you read the chapter before, he will go attack the regions, the southern regions of the uh, territory, and when they come, you pretend to them, he said, I went to read the whole of Judah, and they will <laughs> go read it. Because he did not tell the king that I was reading your subjects who were far away there, was killing them and collecting their stuff, and no, 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 no. And everywhere he went, it was a bad story. He wiped them out. So there will be none to carry the report back to the headquarters. And he was pretending to be as lawyer as the word lawyer. But the king thought he had the best of man. Because he knew you dare not, you dare not raise your hand against the covenant child of God. A lot of times you don't know where our troubles are coming from. Yeah, he won't do that. He won't go fight it. Go fight Judah. Covenant child of God, open your eyes. Covenant child of God, afflicting another covenant. No, 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 no. So here, what actually told him in verse 6 of chapter 29. Now it was a war situation, and we are going to fight against David's own people. The same army that David had led to defeat the Philistines before when they were under Goliath. It wasn't Saul that killed Goliath, it was David. So you know that this guy had so much wisdom to be able to have displayed such loyalty, though it was false, to the extent that the king believed that he was totally loyal. So now there was a war with Judah. And the Philistines were getting ready for war. Now David kept quiet for a while, but now he had to prove again that he was loyal. So he went to volunteer to fight alongside the Philistines to prove his loyalty to this man who had given him a place to hide from, uh, from Saul. And the man was so glad and quickly, yeah. But his warlord said, sir, <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are the generals of the army. You can't trust David against Judah. The man was like, what are you guys saying? He said, sir, David cannot come alongside with us against Judah. David, no, sir. After a while, the king came to, yeah, he senses and reason with them. Like, hmm. okay, but hear what he said to David. Verse 6, then Ashes called David and said to him, Surely, as the Lord lives, you have been upright. And your going out 
and your coming in with me in the army is good in my sight. For to this day, I have not found evil in you since the day of your coming to me. Nevertheless, the Lord do not favor you. Therefore, return now and go in peace, that you may not displease the lords of the Philistines. And that was when he went back to Ziklag. But now, getting to Ziklag, church, are you here with me? Ziklag was burnt down. Everything he owned was gone. Apart from the clothes on his back and the life within him, everything was lost. His wives were lost, his children were lost, everything he heard. And then what made it worse was that he lost the loyalty of his generals. And that was trouble. All his life, he'd been running helter skelter, and these men had banded with him. They were now, uh uh, they were formidable men. They were men of war. They had come on, they had acquired the spirit of David. In fact, if you read of the account, you wonder. The Bible should describe that he fought until he would leave the sword. The sword would not leave his arm anymore. The sword gummed to his palm and was dislodging people. That was an act of God. I mean, they were men. These people now got so discouraged. The Bible said their souls, said their soul as one was grieved. <laughs> that they picked up stones and then accused David that now, enough of this trouble. The troubles are becoming too many. I mean, ah. Everywhere we went, bad luck. They were going to kill him. At that point, the Bible says, David was greatly distressed. Even the strong man do get tired. That's why a lot of times, even the captain needs encouragement. And that's why, let it not be, let it not be that all we give to him or her when they're there, is judgment. We need to encourage them. David got greatly distressed. Even Jesus, remember? In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was greatly distressed. It is human to get there sometimes. And that's when you know and experience the mercy of God. And that's when you know some people who are in tune with the heart of God. You see them come at that kind of time and one word. So but this time David was standing alone. And now he was facing death. Having lost all. Remember the Bible said they had finished weeping. They wept. Strong men wept until they had no more strength to weep. What does that tell you? Weeping will never solve a problem. It's good to weep. It's good to be sorrowful. It's good to feel bad about it. But please, there must come a time when you will get up because nobody will help you get up. The best is you get up. Encourage yourself. So the question is, who are you waiting for? It's true. But it's okay to be a baby. But it's horrible to remain a baby all your life. 
you should grow. There came a time the captain of Israel, the one that everybody was looking up to, was alone on earth. And he was facing death. Usually that is it. The moment you begin to accept that I'm alone, nobody, I'm not going to, you are walking towards death, God forbid. Your abundance of life is the thief that comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But I have come that you may have what? Life. And have it more. Why do people commit suicide? Because they've come to a place where, they, where they're thinking, no, no, nobody, no one, nothing, no, so afford good, let me go. Hey, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Who are you waiting for? I'm talking to tire recovery. Then the Bible said David did something there. He strengthened himself in the Lord. What does that tell you? When you have nothing else and no one else, you still have the Lord. Now, the details were not told apart from the fact that he called Abiathar and sent for the ephod. That's all. There was the one. What was the ephod? The ephod was that kind of, some say called a tunic, some say it was like uh, a cape, but some say tunic, but assisted only with the priests. And it's kind of because you're known by your regalia in the Old Testament. And so God built that for them. That's what they carry on when they come in. And at the edge of it, you have to go, they come to me and they come in. And they said, that, it was oracular. It was the interface between the physical. It was, when you are wearing the gear, you are the interface of the physical and the spiritual, so you can hear God and relate with the people. So now it's like, he's only God I have. But you see, look at this. He had nobody, but he called the priest. Who was this priest? The only one that escaped death. Saul had wiped out the whole of the priesthood. His whole lineage was gone. He escaped to run to David. So it's a bunch of runners. And so when there was nothing else, and no one, said better. And somebody said, can you see there was nobody, no man he could lean on. But there was a divine agreement there. Whatever two officials agree concerning touching here on earth, it shall be done. And where is the agreement defined? God, getting the heart of God, hearing God for the situation. So he came and brought the effort, and David could hear God. It's God's style. Like I said, look at the situation on earth. Why will he create this? Why will he allow this situation? Because for the rest of this earth, man will always be in pursuit of his position over the devil. 
And that's why life is defined by pursuits. In pursuit of holiness. In pursuit of a career. Pursuit of a marriage. In pursuit of excellence. Pursuit of peace. Pursuit of a position. We are always pursuing something. Dictionary meaning. Chasing after to catch up. To attain. So we talk of vision and planning for what? That's pursuit. Life is defined by pursuits. Even as far as the things of God are concerned. And watch this. After man fell and God came into the garden, he flagged off the pursuit. I mean, he raised up the gun at a certain point and said, boom, your race has started. And that's why for every human being born of a woman, you are in a race. But the unfortunate thing is that many don't know that the race is a race to be run to win. They think it's a race to be chased. No. You are the one chasing and capturing. Many are still running for their own shadows. Because if you don't know it's a race to be run and won, anything will distract you from there, anything will chase you out of your position, anything will, come on. What I'm saying is this, this life is not a life of a race of catch-ups. It's a race of setting the, setting the standard. Does that mean there'll be no confrontation? Of course there'll be confrontation. Have you ever seen a champion that just slept all his life and became a champion? So when did he flag it off? The seed of the woman will bruise your head. In the in Eastern Poland, that is uh, the Asian Poland, when you say bruising the head is breaking the lordship. Breaking dominion over me. You can't know. Enough is enough. Right from the garden. Praise the Lord. So back to David. Glory be to God in the highest. So when Abiata came, what happened? Just for one reason. To hear God clearly. And of what use is hearing God if I don't want to do what he's saying? That's why if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Why am I seeking him? If I seek God on any issue, you know how I'm going to win? He will instruct me. Fasting for 10 years, praying for 20 years is to hear an instruction. He will give you an instruction. And if you follow his instruction, you can never but win. Is somebody hearing me? Remember Jehoshaphat? So distressed. They gathered from the young to the oldest and they were looking up to God and crying and praying and worshiping. He answered. How did he answer? Through a prophet. And what did he say? He gave them strategy. Don't despise prayers. Right there, he answered and gave strategy. And it wasn't the known strategy. It wasn't the army that would just go. He said, put the army behind. Come on, put the army Absurd for a war. The divine strategy never fails. 
So they talk of strategy. So I was just thinking. Bezalil, he was here talking to him. He said, I've, look, I'm choosing and I'm appointing somebody there and I'm giving wisdom to do it. He said, the time has come. I'm not joking. He said, I will heal you. Totally. And I will satisfy you with life. I heard. Believe me, I heard. I heard it clear. In the name of, I heard it. And it was confirming to me that the Christian life is a life of total recovery. But everything depends on knowledge. Somebody, are you here with me? And so he had God. So what did he do? That wasn't the time to waste time. Shall I pursue? Now you are in God's presence. He's talking. No, you can't play religion with God. Be yourself with him. God says, what's your name? In his presence, say, oh, my name is Taiwo. That means they want to tell me something about Taiwo. They want to tell me about me. Answer him straight away. Why? That's not the time to like, shalom, blah, 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 blah. Are you hearing God? Man, bless my house. What do you want? That I may receive my sight. Straight. Shall I pursue? Because what do I do in this situation? Shall I? Shall I overtake? Because it's not enough to pursue. Of what is pursuing without, without achieving? Shall I pursue? Shall I catch up? He said, you know what? Pursue. You overtake. And without doubt. He didn't say, if I just say, shall I pursue? Shall I catch up with them? He said, please pursue. You will definitely catch up. And without doubt, to the last pain, you will recover. Tell them, in the name of Jesus, you are recovering all. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. You are recovering everything. And David went. The only thing David heard left was the word of God. And he went on the strength of the word. Verse 18. And David Recovered all. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, please listen to me. Until this incident, David was the one being pursued. Let me say it again. The anointed of the Lord, the covenant child of God, anointed, ah, the general of Israel, the psalmist of Israel, he was running away, always running, always running for his life. Somebody wanted to kill him. This was all. And, ah! But from this incident, it was a turnaround. Never again in his life. I'm here to tell somebody it's not only your total recovery, it's your permanent turnaround. In the name of Jesus! It's a permanent turnaround. In the name of Jesus. Enough of nobody cares. Nobody, nobody. Hey! I say it's your permanent turnaround. But look at this. The same David 
One minute. Even his most faithful people wanted to kill him. The next minute, they were running along with him. Come on. He could have gone to say, No, God forbid the name of Jesus. Is it not God that called? Is it not God that equipped? What's wrong with you? One minute he wanted to kill him, the next minute he said, Yes, we want to go. What kind of grace was that? I say, Receive right now in the name of Jesus. He didn't get it. I say, Receive right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> He says, open your mouth and I will fill it. A tongue and a wisdom that cannot be resisted. Even where you have been rejected, they are coming to celebrate. One minute. The next minute, they were the ones saying, yeah, let's go, let's go. I don't know how to put it across. But I just feel like lift up your hand and say thank you. Yes. Just take it from above. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. In the name of Jesus, just receive it, receive it, receive it. Nothing is that important that will make you sad the rest of your life, make you angry, make you be offended. No! Mama, 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 you have the greater one on your side. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. May be seated. Tell your neighbor again, say, in the name of Jesus, you are recovering all. In the name That's why we came to church, to be prophesied to, to be told. Let the word of God be hammered into your system. Whatever light the devil has told you, is alone, Lord, it's dropping in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know what most of us said? He said, at that time, so I said, maybe that was when I started writing, writing Psalm 25. Don't turn to it. He says, unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my soul unto thee, O Lord? Do I lift up my soul? Oh my God. I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Sit down. No one that puts his trust in him shall be put to shame. Never. Never. Then something happened as they were going to pursue. Let me just quickly fill in there. They got 600 men. They got to Brook Bessel. And 200 were so tired. They were weary. Can you see? They were willing to go. But they didn't have the strength. Sometimes God prepares you. You are ready to go. But you don't have the strength. But guess what? They didn't lose. All God wants from you is your willingness. You may be physically weak, you may be financially weak. Like God, you will get there too. You will recover it all. They said the worthless and the lousy men when they were coming said, "Don't give them." David said, "Never." And he established an ordinance that day that those who wait and those who go are the same. And he shared it, gave them their stuff back, and then he didn't just stop there. For the first time from Ziglag, he began to he began to sense power. That is substance, is the wealth that he acquired from the war. He went with nothing. He didn't just get everything he lost back. Everything that they have been going around, that they have been stealing from everywhere, he collected it from them. 
the wealth of the Gentiles. Let them steal all they want. They can steal all they want. They are coming back to you. And you, it's not because I want to get rich and chop. How much do you want to eat? It's for the kingdom. Guess what he did with it? He began to take spoils. Sent to every tribe of, of Judah and Israel. Those who would have forgotten that he was sick, he sent, who did it? He came back. He started sending. Look, the gift of a man will make a wave. Anyway, he turns. It was a complete turnaround for him. Thereafter, hear me as I close. That war was the war that saw the end of Saul. Saul died in that war. Can you see that God saved David? You will never have a hand in what will kill the covenant. He said, he felt discouraged. He felt rejected. He felt dejected. He said, Kilo, why are they doing it this way? He said, move out. Then he got to where he was going. There was a big loss. But that war was where Saul and Jonathan died. God saved him. Guess what? In fact, before the end of that war was when he was distributing. They ran to look for him. And the guy that came was looking for cheap publicity. Said he was going. He said, so he killed him. Trying to impress David. Please don't do anything for show off. Do everything in the spirit. He ran to David. He said, Your enemy is dead. You see, it was this, and he was saying, This is it. So I called his son and I killed him. David kept quiet. He expected David to say, Yeah. When people lack knowledge, David kept quiet and walked around. He said, You killed him? The anointed of the Lord? And you had the gods to come tell me? He said, with your own mouth, you have killed yourself. He called his strong men, said, deal with him. They, they, they finished him. That was the covenant child of God. Why should I be the one to kill him? When the high priest, Paul was doing the work of God. He was walking by prophecy. Even to the point of arrest in Jerusalem. The high priest, so religious, came and slapped him. Because he will please, he will please the government of the day. And Paul said, ah, how dare you? What did I do? You whitewash, you know, he abused him. And someone said, how dare you? Don't you know he's the high priest? Guess what he did? He said, oh my God, I didn't know. He was so apologetic and repentant. Then that one was coming to come and show off. David recovered all. From there he went to the throne. You are recovering all. And the moment he moved to the first throne, he went to the second throne. He became king over all of Israel and Judah. Shall we rise? Say this month in the name of Jesus. And for the rest of my life, I'm recovering all. The Bible says you are blessed with 
every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus is the thief that cometh to steal, to kill, to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And hear me, there's no, there's no pit, no matter how horrible it may be, that you are not coming out from. Lift up your hand and begin to thank him and begin to receive your, receive your deliverance. Receive your deliverance, receive your breakthrough, receive your recovery. The open your mind say, I'm recovering all, recovering all. From now on, I am recovering all, 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 all. In the name, all is all, all is all. In the name of Jesus, I, I, am, I can't be too old, I can't be too weak, I can't be too poor, I can't be too short, I can't be too fat. I'm recovering all. In the name of Jesus, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's my turning point. All in Jesus' name. All in Jesus' name. Dignity, respect, sustainability, life, health, peace, joy, the fear of God, recovering all in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. We pray. tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.